listening to Humanize Me with Bart Campolo. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Humanize Me. I'm Bart Campolo. As you know, damn it, the introduction always says that, doesn't it? And then I, because I'm not listening to the introduction while I'm doing this, and so I forget that it just said that, so I just was redundant again. You don't want to be redundant, man. It's the last thing you want to be is redundant. Thank you, John. As you can tell, John is with me. John (laughs) is with me. Telling me not to be redundant. John, good to be with you. Good to be with you. All right. So this is a Q&A show. But before we go there, before we go there, you know, we often say to people, gosh, if you like the show, if you want to help support the show, you should support it via Patreon. And we encourage people to go there and there's all these cool things there and there's, you know, content that you can only get there and all that kind of thing. But one of the things is, is that for people that support the show for five bucks a month or above, we promise a shout out on the show. So, so John, I'm going to do some shouting. I got Please do. Jimmy Slivey. Jimmy Slivey actually is somebody I know. And he, he graduated from college from the University of Cincinnati. Uh, he was part of our little humanist gang there. He got a real job. And as soon as he got a real job, he decided to support the podcast. Thank you, Jimmy. How nice. Adam Reinhardt. Brent Jackson. Rob Magnuson. And I actually got a, an email letter, a real email letter from Rob Magnuson with ideas and input and stuff for the show. And I had no idea when he was sending this input that he was also supporting the show financially. But it makes me happy. Here's one. We have a supporter who goes by oranges of the species. <laughs> and I don't know. That feels like a band. I wonder if that's a reference to... Trump misstating the word origin. There's a couple of times is. where Trump has said Trump has said oranges instead and, and been kind of mocked for it online. <laughs> I don't know if that is or not. I like it. I like it. I like it too. Mike Robbins, Mike Robineau. I think I pronounced that right. Robineau. And I don't know if he's from France or if he's French or if he just has a cool name, but I'm glad he supports the podcast. And then Richard Fortuna or Fortuna. I think it's Fortuna. But Fortuna also sounds cool to me. Whichever it is, Richard, thank you. All right, that's it. That's it for the shout outs right now. We'll do more, le- we'll do more next time. So, so you so ready John, for the question? You, yeah, you got a question? Yeah. Shoot it. Here's the question. I love the stuff you guys are doing about friendship, but I think it assumes a level of confidence in social situations that I don't feel. How do I generate the kind of confidence that will enable me to initiate conversations or hold my own in social settings? That's it. That's it. That's a great question. Um, it's funny because, you know, you know, I think a few weeks ago I referenced listening to Russell Brand. And I know you listen to Russell Brand from time to time. From time to time, yes. And I think you shared with me this Russell Brand video about how to develop confidence. And initially I thought like, oh, this is great. Like Russell Brand's going to address all this stuff. But like the more I listened to it, it was like a seven minute video and it was like, it was good, but it was, it was sort of like how to become confident in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like how Mm -hmm. to be a more confident person in reality, how to feel better about yourself. And what did he say? 
I yeah, I don't even care. That's just too high a bar. Like, like, mm-hmm. like that's that's the work of years of therapy for him, or you know, years of study or practice. Like, it's hard to be confident in life, to be sitting in a room and to feel like you are enough, that you are good enough, that you that you have something to offer the world that is valuable enough, that that you don't need to like prove yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I'm not saying that's not a valuable and important thing. But I think what this question's asking is how do I have enough confidence in in a conversation? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like the, the difference yeah. between between feeling like you're enough in life and feeling like you're enough in this particular moment when I'm at this dinner party or when I'm sitting in a row at this at this humanist gathering that I went to because I saw it on Meetup and I'm sitting there and there's a person sitting on my left and there's a person on my right and I don't know how to talk to either one of them. Maybe feeling completely insecure about myself as a human being, but like you hand me a hard boiled egg and I go like, I can peel this. <laughs> okay. Like I, like I, like I may not feel good about myself in every relationship. I may feel, you know, like I may, I may be struggling with the, all kinds of, of issues in my life, but like, I, you know, I know. I tell you what, I do know how to peel a hard boiled egg. I, I actually saw a thing on YouTube that showed me how to do it more easily. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So in this case, I'm talking about like, you may not be confident in every area of life, but you can be confident when you're sitting in that row, turning to the person next to you and engaging them in conversation. And as a matter of fact, if you can engage them in conversation in a meaningful way, or if you're at that party and you're feeling like everybody's smarter than you or more interesting than you or more powerful than you, and they may well be. Like that could, that could be true. But like, if you still feel like, hey, I may not be as smart or as powerful or as charming as these people, but I know how to be in this conversation. Right. That's that's going to get you farther down the road, not just in that conversation, but that's going to move you towards that other kind of confidence. Okay. I'm with you. This is where I feel like I can be helpful. Okay. Okay. So you're like, I'm ready to be helpful. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so the first thing is you'll be, you'll be more confident in that situation if, 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 if you feel like I know what to do. And so in a sense, I, I feel like if I give people a list of like, here's what to do. So that you know you're doing the right thing. If 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 you t- if if you promise me this is the right thing to do, I'll feel more confident. Well, so, so let me just interject one one second. So, are what are people worried about? Are they worried about? I mean, is it too high a bar to be like I want to be liked? Out of this, is that why they yeah. don't feel confident? Because they're worried about not being accepted, not being able to connect, not being liked. I think that a lot of times people are worried, like they think that the point in this conversation is to impress mm. or is to, is, is to demonstrate that they are valuable. Right. And, and so a lot of times when we, when we lack confidence in a conversation, that, that confidence is relative. Like <laughs> I, I lack confidence relative to the person I'm talking to who is a complete stranger and might in fact be as lacking in confidence as me. Um, so I think sometimes we're worried, like I won't match up and this, particularly if there's a group conversation going on, I may, I might be worried that like, I will say the dumb thing or I'm not as smart or as witty as the people in this conversation. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you're at a conversation, you're like, you want to participate. 
you're at a group meeting and you'd like to add something or say something, but you're, 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 you're worried that you won't match up. You won't measure up. It, yeah. it, so, so I'll give you a few do's. Like okay. One is set a goal for the conversation that is not to impress the other person. And that is not to like win the conversation by being the most charming, the, the having the best anecdote, putting out the funniest line. Like that's not the way you're going to win this conversation. Interesting. A much better goal for a conversation, or especially when you're meeting a new person, is to make them comfortable. Think of it as an act of service. Like I'm going to try to make this other person feel good right now. And by, do, by so doing, I'm going to establish myself as a generous person who makes other people feel good. It's so like, that's something you can win at. Mm. I may not be able to prove to you that I'm, I'm interesting or charming or clever, but I can definitely prove to you that I'm generous. So I think that the first thing is you reframe the goal. And I think that the second thing is, is that you want to, you want to show up knowing what your first two or three questions will be. You just go like, hi, and then like, hope you'll figure it out from there. And so have, have talking points. Yes. Have questions, have a few okay. opening questions. And, and I'll give you like, I'll give you my favorite opening question when I'm in a new situation. Okay. Is I'll, I'll look to the person to my right or to my left or across the table and go like, so what's your connection to this thing? You know, how did you, how did you get here? And sometimes the person will go like, I don't know. I just saw a poster, you know? Or they'll say, my brother-in-law is the organizer of the event, or this is my house. <laughs> you know, like, like you, yeah. but like whatever it is, it helped, it, you're showing interest. Like what's your connection to this? Like, how did you get here? I'm curious. And typically the, it will, it will, in that, that question will often engender a follow-up question to you, which is, and, and what's your connection? And you say, like, you know, I got invited, like. You should, like, you should know what your answer is going to be. And that, that, that's, that's kind of a good rule of thumb is like, you know, to, to kind of think, think one step ahead and go like, well, what, what do I, what am I going to say if they actually respond? To sort of get you into the conversation. Yeah. And it, and it establishes, like, it sort of places both of you in the room. You ask that question and the, the key thing, and this could be a whole other, whole other podcast, a whole other thing. It's like, and then you've got to listen. So when I say I want you to have three or four questions, it doesn't mean like you ask the first one and then no matter what the person says, you ask the second one. And then no matter what the person says, you ask the third one. This is the thing where like you ask the question and then you listen. And as you're listening to the question, what you're looking for is, is there any hook there for me to connect to? Is there, any op is there anything there that I can hook into? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so a person says, you know, I, I, I'm actually visiting in town. And you're like, oh, there, there's a hook. Where are you, where are you, where are you from? You know, um, or a person says, I came with Francine. And go like, how do you know? Oh, Francine, I don't know her. Which one's Francine? Or, oh, Francine? Oh gosh, she's wonderful. Like, how did you, how did you get to know Francine? Person says, oh, we're, we work together or we're in a class together or, you know, she lives next door to me or whatever. And like, 
So, so Francine can be a common, a common place. So you're looking for a hook and then you want to ask good follow-up questions. And what makes a good follow-up question is that it doesn't have a yes or a no answer, that it's more has, it, that's more a question of like, why, or maybe how, if that makes sense. Oh, I see. So it's like open-ended questions. Yeah. Person says like, I'm here because I love cars. And you go like, oh, really? Why? Why do you love cars? What is it about cars that mm-hmm. you love? You know? Right. Yeah. And this is the main thing is, is that those kind of questions, there are questions that make it feel like you're ch- running down a checklist. And there are questions that make it appear that you're genuinely curious. You're genuinely interested. And yeah. I, I think that that's maybe the most important thing. Like somebody says like, how do I have confidence? Like I might not know what to say. I might not have anything interesting to offer. I might not have a pers- you know, anything valuable to contribute. And I go like, wow. You don't have to have anything but curiosity. If you're genuinely interested, you will be genuinely interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I display curiosity. Yeah. Now, now I, th- I think the, 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 there is a, a way that you can connect into the conversation. When I go into a conversation like that, I also want to know, like, who am I in this room? Like, sometimes I'm a father of, of two adult children, or sometimes I'm like the humanist chaplain at the University of Cincinnati, or sometimes I'm like a podcaster, or sometimes I'm a bicycle enthusiast. Depending on the situation, I want to know like, what am I bringing? And, and you know, I, I think I'm all those things on some level, but mm-hmm. sometimes when the other person's talking, what I'm trying to figure out is, how can I ask a question from a particular perspective? So, Let's say I, I say to you, so, so John, like, remember when you used to be a radio host? Yes. So, so like if I said For to you, years. like, you know, what's your connection? And you say, well, you know, I host, a, uh, you know, I, I host the local radio show uh, for this mm-hmm. station. Like I'm at a station gathering. You're like, I host a talk, a call-in show. I might, you know, I might, I might then say like, well, you know, what kind of stuff, you know, and you say, what kind of stuff do you, do you talk to people about? Like what kind of, like, what are the topics that you cover? And you sort of go like, oh, I cover politics or, you know, or I cover, what would you have said to that question? Uh, I would probably have said it was a range of current affairs things, things that are making news, whether they're politics or not. So water cooler talk, I guess. Okay. Okay. So then I might say something like, I'm a parent. I got two kids, two little kids at home. Mm. Do, do, do parenting kind so of things ever come up on your show? You might go, no. And, and, and I would go like, why do you think that is? Why do you think parents mm-hmm. never call you? So you never get any, ang- you never get any questions from a, a parenting angle? And you're like, no. And I go like, why, why is that? Or you might say, yeah, Bart, scared parents are always calling up about like threats to the environment or like worried about kidnappings and things like that. Yeah. The latter is more uh, true, by the way, but I would probably, I'd probably say something snarky like, uh, you know, my, my show is very anti-family. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so is, is it, no, that, that's, that's good. So you're trying to connect the two things together. And, 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 and that's the thing, like, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself to place myself, like why I'm here. But like, in, in terms of a, of a small talk conversation, I'm, I promise you I'm going to be interested in your stuff and I'm going to dangle my stuff out there. And if you're interested, terrific. Mm-hmm. Like if I mentioned to you that I have a podcast and you say, what's your podcast about? Terrific. I'd be glad to tell you. I love that. that that's actually going to make it easier for me. Um, 
but if I dangle out there that I run this podcast and, uh, and, 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 you know, and I don't, and I don't bite and instead I go, uh, oh, I listen to some podcasts Have you, you know, and I talk about someone else's. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be like, that wasn't the part of the really point. So, you know, why, why do you like that podcast? Or like, what, what, do you, what, what does that person talk about? Or, or something like that. Like, I, I'm going to stay on you until you, until you bring it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like the only thing I'm trying to establish in this conversation is that I'm genuine, I'm genuine, generous, I'm curious. Like if you turn out to be generous and curious too, it's going to be twice as much fun. But like, I'm going to win this conversation. I'm going to accomplish my goal, even if you never ask me a thing about myself. Gotcha. You're going to know one thing about me at the end of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And that is, that guy really is interested. Now, does the sort of social status of the person matter in this? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the rooms I've been in and, and you and I have po- talked before. And, and, you know, I know you've been in a lot of these rooms too, where it's just packed with very impressive people. Uh, you know, people with more influence and more importance than than I have. And, you know, I sort of, I al- always found that if I tried just not to let it intimidate me and just stayed curious, like you're talking about and interested and, you know, just stay authentic, then I would be, I'd be okay. I'd be accepted in the group and everyone was pretty happy to have me there. And the person who didn't do so well in those rooms was the the people who tried too hard, maybe. Or try, tried to always make it about them or tried to always sort of, you know, try to impress all the time, I guess. Does this come into it at all in your mind or is the, are the rules basically the same? Well, I, I think that, again, knowing, what you're do, knowing why you're there is really important. And so when you're in a room full of really powerful people, that's a perfect time to let go of the agenda of trying to impress people. Because mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be able to do it anyway. Um to impress them with your erudition or your right. intelligence or your accomplishments. Like a lot of times I'm in a room and I don't have, I don't have those things to match up with some of the people I'm in the room with. But the curiosity thing, like I could be sitting in a room with, you know, a United States center. And I would go like, if I ask a question from my, my thing, from my angle and go like, wow, I'm a parent of two kids. I can't even imagine like, what is parenting like when you're a U.S. senator? Like, how has that affected your parenting? Now, that's a connecting question. I'm genuinely interested, and I'm acknowledging your, you know, your your situation. Like, we're not, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, you know, I'm are, just, are you in that in that situation? Are you also aiming the question? to be something that they don't get asked a lot to? Well, I think it's- Because that sort of struck me as, as one of those questions. Yeah, I think that it, anytime you ask a question, the more, the more it comes from your angle, the more it's like something that you mm-hmm. really are interested in, the, the less it's going to be just like a standard stock. How'd you get into politics? Like that may, you know- that may the 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 higher up the food chain the person goes, the more you have to be aware of, and you you should think ahead about like what questions is this person always asked. But you know you can do that with a fourteen year old kid too. Like if you say to like, what's your favorite subject at school? Oh my gosh, that kid's been asked that question a thousand times. So you're way better asking that kid like, so like when you're not in school, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. 
That's a much better question because the favorite subject in school thing is just such a stock question. So that is a really good point, John. It's like, you want to think ahead of like, who is this person? And what, what can I bring to this conversation? What angle can I bring? Not information, but what angle can I bring that maybe is a little bit refreshing or a little bit different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is like, I think that when somebody is established in a thing, sometimes asking for advice can be very helpful. Um, that's, that's, you know, even just at, at, at a conference, like I show up at a conference and I'm sitting next to somebody and they say, oh, I've been to this thing five times and I'm a first timer. And I just go like, so like, if you were at this thing at the first, like, so you're a veteran of things, like, what, sh- like, is there anything in particular I should be looking out for? Or are there any, are there any speakers here that I should definitely hear? Like asking for advice tends to put people in a place where they feel comfortable with you. Cause you've, well, you know why, uh, you know why I think that that is, and it's just occurring to me while you were saying it, it's, it's almost like assuming that they are feeling the same sort of competitive, comparative, you know, thing that you are in that social situation. And immediately when you do that, you, you're labeling yourself as non-threatening and non, non-competitive. Like I'm not here to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like when a dog, when you go up to certain dogs and they just roll over on their back and, and show you their stomach, like. Hey, I'm not trying to beat you here. I'm, yeah, you know, <laughs> right. like I'm okay. We're we're fine here. Um, like, no, I, that's a really great little insight, actually. Yeah, and so I think it's it's, you know, I think it's good to care to to walk into a conversation and to to have have taken a little bit of stock of what's unique about you or what's interesting about you. Um, even if it's something really esoteric, like I have a really good stamp collection or, you know, I was raised in Montana where not many people that from this area were raised. Like it's good to know what you want to dangle out there that might be interesting to another person. Mm -hmm. But that's very different than having an agenda of like, I want to talk about myself. And as a matter of fact, that's, that's maybe one of the like, the good things to know, like in a small talking conversation is that if you're talking more than 20 seconds at a time, you're probably talking too long. That's interesting. It's okay if they're talking longer than that, but when you're initiating the conversation, you want to be connecting and asking questions and even feeding back to somebody. Oh, so like what I hear you saying is this, or wait, do I, am I understanding you right? And like to reframe what they've said and say it back to make sure you've heard it. Like that's a basic listening skill thing, but you mm-hmm. don't want to, you don't want to like be rambling on in these first time conversations. You know, it's interesting when you, when you say listen and, and talk less, I think some people sort of feel like, oh man, if I don't talk, if I don't let them know who I am, if I don't put my personality out there, then I'll just be a big nothing burger in this setting. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you ask the questions, you control the conversation. I mean, like a talk show host is classic. Like when somebody went on Johnny Carson or Conan O'Brien or Jay Leno or Stephen Colbert or any, any of those people. Yeah. I saw Howard on Colbert recently and Colbert just sat and and said very little. But they never come off as weak. No. No, in in a sense, when you're you're asking the questions, you're driving the conversation. And and, and, And so people come away feeling good about you because they're like, that person knows what they want to know. 
that person knows mm-hmm. where they're like they you project confidence not by talking a lot but by by running the conversation and so the other thing is like if we got back into the listening skills one of the things is a lot of times people that are lacking in confidence in a conversation will will do unconfident things and their unconfident movements whether whether sitting backwards folding their arms to protect themselves um looking away, not making eye contact, pulling out their phone. I mean, I've been talking to people and they've pulled out their phone or like we're in a group, there's five people around a table and the person who's contributing the least to the conversation will sometimes pull out their phone to check it. And, 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 and sometimes I'm smart enough to know that what they're really doing is they're trying to look busy. They're trying to look like they've got something going on. There's something else going on because they're feeling Awkward, awkward or ill at ease. Mm-hmm. They're feeling like they don't have anything to offer in this conversation. But I tell you, I tell you how it reads most often. They're most, feeling unconfident. They are. They're feeling unconfident. But what it reads like is you're bored. You find this conversation uninteresting. <laughs> and that right. might be no, that might be the farthest thing from the truth. So I'm just going to tell you, like, no matter how insecure you actually are feeling, put the damn phone away. Do not get out mm-hmm. the phone in the middle of a conversation. Even if there's five people at the table. It marks you out as somebody who is basically insulting everybody else in the room and saying, you guys aren't worth listening to. And it kind of does come across as unconfident, actually. It, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it betrays what you're really feeling. Even if you're trying to demonstrate like, see, I have other friends. See, other people are interested in me. Yeah. It, 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 it just... You think that's what you're putting out, but you're not. Okay. So listen, I got one more thing. I, I, I feel like this is, when I remember I said like, reframe your your goals and be, being generous mm-hmm. one of the things is in a group conversation there's a role that you, the generous person can play and that is instead of necessarily connecting or, or inst- instead of instead of contributing something new to the conversation like somebody tells a story and you're like oh well i have a story that's even better than that or oh i have a story that like shows that i too have also been to the grand canyon <laughs> Sometimes it's better to play the role of the connector. And so one person has told their Grand Canyon story and one person has told their motorcycle trip story. And you try to figure out like, what do those stories have in common? And go like, wow, it feels like both of you guys, you went out on a limb. You went someplace that you had never been before. Like you took, you took a gamble. But you're you're looking for connection points in the conversation, things people have said, where you bring somebody else's point back into the conversation. It's like, oh my gosh, that connects with, you know, what Marianne just said about Benjamin Franklin. Because what that does is, A, it demonstrates that you're interested in everybody. Mm-hmm. People feel great when you remember something that they said five minutes ago or five seconds ago. But the other thing is, is that it demonstrates that you are engaged and you've been engaged the whole time. So you can sit quietly for a long period of time. And then if you drop in a connection point, it's a way of saying, I've been listening to you people. I find you very interesting. Yeah. I find you very interesting. Yeah. And you're right. People people do like that person. You know, I, I find myself being curious about something myself right now. So it sounds like in a lot of ways what you're saying is if you follow these kind, you know, follow this rough um, outline of the way to be in these social situations, 
you'll find yourself becoming confident or projecting confidence at the very least. I guess my question is, because you you have, especially on this connecting stuff, you, you I've observed you, you are very good at that kind of thing. And I, I sort of wonder, is this something that you have to practice in a very intentional way? Or is it something that you just do and now you're kind of like reverse engineering it for, for us? Well, it's, it's sort of like saying to Kelly Slater, I've noticed that when you surf, you seem to get up every time. Have you practiced that? I mean, is that something that you have to practice getting up on a surfboard? And I think he would honestly say to you, no, I don't have to practice it anymore because I practiced it a billion times when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But then I think he would say it like, it comes naturally to me now, but I suppose every time I do it, it reinforces the lesson and I probably get better at it. But did do you remember that period? Yeah, absolutely. For you? Absolutely. That was that was high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. That was junior high and high school. And it was and it was painful. And cuz you know, cuz it, it was the most insecure moments of my life. Yeah, you 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 did talk about um periods where you where you were bullied and stuff like that in, in Oh the past. yeah. Like junior high was miserable for me and like this was actually a skill that enabled me to in a sense becoming a good questioner got the got the spotlight off of me while still like I was desperate to be connected but I was terrified of the spotlight mm-hmm. and this and, and and asking you know and, and being interested in other people and showing interest in their lives um became a way to be connected but not to necessarily be on the spot and and I think yeah, that, yeah. that once you become confident in your, once you have those kind of connections, in a sense, like all those connections made me feel better about myself. Like I had a lot of friends after a while, you know, I had a lot of people mm-hmm. that felt like, mm-hmm. hey, that Bart's a nice guy. He's a generous person. He's interested. He's interesting. And you go like, really? What did he say? Oh, he didn't say very much, but he asked a lot of good questions. Like, <laughs> like he's interested in me and that makes him interesting to me because um, yeah. I'm interested in anybody who's interested in me. Um, mm-hmm. and so what happens is then you end up sort of feeling like, okay, I have a little bit more confidence that's of the other, no, that, that, of the other kind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it becomes more genuine or I guess more deep seated after a while. More comprehensive. Yeah. So, more comprehensive. so all of a sudden I'm not just confident that I know how to have a, I know how to, I know how to handle myself in a social setting, mm-hmm. but I start to become confident that I actually am a good person, that I'm enough. But I'm glad I'm glad I asked you that question though because it's almost like I can I I can almost I feel like I'm a proxy for the listener right now like where does this come from does it come from him being a, a campolo does it come from him being a preacher does it come from him being a, a chaplain you know uh, comes from personal personal experience and intentionally trying to be that way yeah and like at, at one point in the past I could introduce you to the guy Phil Thorne my youth worker when I was 15 years old at the Church of the Savior in Wayne PA who sat me down and said like, you could be really good at like helping other people, but you've got Mm -hmm. to learn how to like, how to meet people. And here are some questions that you can ask. And here's, here are some questions you shouldn't ask, you know, like, and, 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 you know, and, and who would watch me in a social setting at a youth group meeting. And then afterwards critique my game. Tell me like, hey, that mm-hmm. was good. What you did there? Oh, I love the way you walked up on that person. Well, tell me about that conversation. Where did it go? Like that person, at some point, they sort of seemed to walk away from you. You say like, you guys were working it like a football coach would work a quarterback. You know, repetitions and you know breaking down film and you know, yes, yeah, yeah. 
and, and I'm not saying everybody has to be as hardcore about it as I am, but I'm saying like the guy who's asking this question or the person who's asking this question saying like, how can I have more confidence in, in the, to, when I have to initiate conversations or when I'm in a social setting, I'm saying like, Hey, if you know why you're there and you, and you set a goal that is much more realistic than like impressing the hell out of everybody. And if you've got some questions up your sleeve and if you know how not only to listen, but how to look like you're listening and then how to follow up in a way that demonstrates that you're genuinely interested, you're going to be amazed at how much this generates a sense of you're going to be able to show your true self more because you're not going to be so worried every time you walk into a new room that you don't know what to do. There's something about knowing what to do that frees you from, it's like when you're driving and you know, in the beginning you're, you're, where's my hands and what's in the mirror and all that stuff. And then after a while, like once you know what to do, it's autopilot. And, and then you can think about where, where am I driving? What's out the window? Who am I talking yeah. to? What's yeah, yeah. on the radio? And in the same way, in the same way, when you're in these small talk situations or when these social situations, if you don't know the basics of what to do, you're always worried about what you're doing. So you're never able to really look around the room and focus on the other people and see what's going on. I have uh, one more question. And it's a question that I think I've asked before in a similar conversation on, a, on another Q&A. But it's a question I'm kind of like self-conscious about asking. You're talking about sort of leaning into curiosity about other people. And I tend to be a very naturally curious question, uh, uh, curious person myself, which is, I, which is, I think, why I do the kinds of work I do uh, in documentary and all of that. But what if you're not? All that cure. I mean, do you have to actually be interested in people or do you just have to sort of like lean into being interested in people that you wouldn't normally be interested in? Yeah, you see, you actually have to be curious. And, and you say, is curiosity something that can be cultivated? And the answer is, yes, it is. And you say like, how do I cultivate it? And I go like, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> For another time. I know, I know. I mean, I know it's a thing. I know it's a thing. I remember reading in... in uh, in that book, Grit, um, mm -hmm. there, there was a whole section there about generating curiosity. Um, but the truth is, yeah, it, you, you, it has to be genuine. And well, uh, I'm writing that down for, an, for another time. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, the idea of cultivating curiosity is important. But you know, what's funny is, is that for most of us, all that is required to cultivate curiosity is being reminded to do so. It's a little bit like breathing deeply. Somebody says to you, hey, 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 take a deep breath. And you go like, and you go like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I sh why, why don't I do that more often? That's good. As soon as you mention it, I know what to do. And for most of us, it isn't that we have to cultivate curiosity. It's that we have to turn down the insecurity screaming voice in our head that goes, what about me? Are people looking at me? What are people thinking about me? I, I don't know. What about me? I, I think I'm not doing very well here. What, you know, are people going to like me? And like, the problem isn't that we don't have curiosity. It's that we have something else that's overriding it. And what I'm saying is, it's like in these small talk situations, you have to go in and go like, okay, I'm going to put that voice away because it actually if I really want to come off well, 
which is what that voice is saying, the important thing is to stop thinking about coming off well. Like the key to getting people to like me is focusing on them. Mm -hmm. The route to self-confidence is through other people. Yeah, is to give other people confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that it, it is in giving that we receive. So like, I know that may sound like, you know, something I picked up at a, you know, Hallmark Hall of Fame Bible study. <laughs> but, you know, when people want to talk about that other kind of confidence, that Russell Brand kind that, you know, you know <laughs> where he's like, how can you feel good about yourself as a human being? I got to tell you, the, the fastest way to that is not by winning an Olympic gold medal or by chiseling your body into some glorious Adonis-like, God-like form, or by, you know, making a million dollars. I mean, it truth matters. I, I know people that have done all of those things and are still racked with a sense of they're not enough. Right. And they, you know, the surest way to those things, a much faster path is to apply yourself to the business of being the person who makes other people feel good. And, and ultimately, if you become the kind of person who makes people feel interesting, who makes people feel confident themselves, who make people feel funny or make people feel worthwhile, they're going to remember you as this wonderful person. You know, like who wouldn't want that guy at a party? The person who makes everybody feel good. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to sit next to that person at a dinner party? The woman who, who, who make, leaves you feeling like a million bucks, like, leaves you feeling like the most interesting person on the, on the planet, who asks all these questions, who, who shows that she's been listening to you. Like, who doesn't want that person around? And so at some point you look in the mirror and you go like, hey, that guy, that, that woman, that's a person that's that that person's enough. I mean, you want a sense a sense of enough. Like I'm enough because in any given room I walk into, people are glad to have me there. And you got and, an Olympic gold medal won't do that for you. At, at some point, you'll be in a room of disaffected fourteen year old video gamers, and they don't care. And you know, and a million dollars won't do that for you. At some point, you'll be with a bunch of social justice warriors at some you know in some back room at, at some rally, and they will not be impressed. And, and a gorgeous body. At some point, you're going to be in a convention of blind people or in a convention of people that really have an attitude against, against you know, fashion models. And, and that's like the work. But if, if you are reliably the kind of person that engages people in this way that we've been talking about, you walk into any room and you'll always be enough. You'll always be enough. And so, yeah, ironically, the path to, the path to being enough is by by is by learning how to communicate to people very quickly that they are interesting enough for you in this moment that you are glad you're sitting next to them that they have something to teach you i like it yeah so all right enough i'm preaching now i don't mean to be preaching <laughs> i'm just I'm, you got me excited you come by it honestly um, this was a good question it's a great question and, yeah. and, and i hope and i know it wasn't an organized answer but i hope if people hung with us that it was a good answer thanks bart and we'll catch you next time. We'll catch, we'll catch everybody next time on Humanize Me, all right? All right. For more on BART, go to bartcampolo.org. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it every month and get extra content for it. 
go to patreon.com slash humanize me. Our patrons do make the show happen. Follow us at Humanize Me Pod on Twitter and Humanize Me Podcast on Instagram. You can also join other listeners on our private Facebook group. Just search Humanize Me on Facebook. To ask your own question on the show, leave it as a voicemail at 424-291-2092. That's 424-291-2092. And finally, please review us on iTunes. It really helps. Catch you next week. Humanize Me is a production of Jux Media. Hey, you could be larger than life. Oh,